the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Time to talk about some matchups the 49ers need to exploit on offense. Uh, the 49ers have some really talented playmakers, and they need to make sure they exploit the Seattle Seahawks on defense. 49ers have proven that they definitely have the ability to put pressure on opposing defenses. And with playmakers like Kyle Shanahan has, he can use them in all sorts of facets to be able to uh, create separation, to get one-on-one matchups, to find leverage. Uh, so many things of what Kyle Shanahan does with this offense is determined because of the great playmakers. And when you start looking at his playmakers compared to opposing defenses, it's not hard to find some matchups that he could potentially take advantage of. And then Kyle does what Kyle does best, and he uses pre-snap uh, motion, he uses pre-snap shifts. He uses certain personnel groupings to dictate not just who you have on the field, but how you move. And if you move differently uh, than you normally would, it won't take him long. He'll figure it out. But what he does is use it to, first off, let Brock Purdy know what the coverage is. Second off, to potentially create a situation where he gets leverage for an offensive lineman or leverage for a receiver in the passing game. And when you're doing that, you're just playing a different level of chess. Now, it's a lot easier for Kyle Shanahan because he has so many interchangeable parts. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, to name the first and top two that you have to account for if you're an opposing defense. Because if those guys are going one way, you're probably going with them. The first touchdown of the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel went the same way. That doesn't happen very often, but when it does... The entire defense went with them, and out came the other side. Brandon Ayuk in the back of the end zone, open for a touchdown, exactly how you draw it up. And that's the kind of pressure that Kyle Shanahan puts on opposing defenses using his personnel in certain situations and certain matchups. And there's not really defenses in this league that can match up with the 49ers. It's just too many great, talented players that it puts pressure on you somewhere. There's going to be somewhere you're going to be deficient. And that's exactly what Kyle tries to locate. So we're going to go through the matchups in this episode. We're going to talk about the matchups the 49ers can look to exploit. And I got five really good matchups that the 49ers can exploit. If you want to bet on the game, though, 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks, why not use Bet Online? The holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With the up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is a top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. For almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
So there's actually a few matchups, and I, I, you know, like I said, there's five that I really want to get into where the 49ers can exploit a mismatch against the Seattle Seahawks. And a lot of times it's hard to find certain matchups that you can exploit. We find matchups that maybe could be a struggle for the 49ers to stop, right? You find an edge rusher maybe against Colton McKivich, or you find a wide receiver on the outside against Ambry Thomas, or some sort of matchup like that, that proves difficult. Now, Ambry's been playing a lot better, and so is Colton McKivich, so those matchups are fewer and far between. But when you can look at an offense of the 49ers and look across the defense and find matchup problems and five matchup problems without even really stressing and straining about it, you know you've got an advantage as an offense. So the first one I want to talk about is George Kittle versus Jamal Adams. And part of the reason I want to talk about this matchup is because Jamal Adams was used in the box a lot in the Thanksgiving matchup against the 49ers. You had a situation where you had Jamal Adams coming up and playing that third linebacker role. So you're going to have more and more matchups of Jamal Adams, potentially on George Kittle, maybe sometimes on Christian McCaffrey, but these are matchups the 49ers like. They went one-on-one in the slot, and George Kittle won for a first down catch. So there are a lot of things that George Kittle does that present problems for Jamal Adams. Number one, George Kittle's bigger than Jamal Adams. He can use his body. He can box him out. He can make catches that way. Number two, he's a very proficient pass uh, route runner. Uh, so when he runs his routes, he's very good at creating separation. And Jamal Adams is not a clean guy as far as coverage, right? He's herky-jerky. He pulls. He grabs. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough matchup for a safety one-on-one with George Kittle. But these are the types of matchups that Kyle Shanahan dictates. Kyle Shanahan gets you moving, gets you motioning. And then as soon as you think you're going to have a situation where George Kittle's going to block, out comes Kittle on the backside. You were thinking it was going to be a run. Now you're at a disadvantage. And I just think that when it comes to Jamal Adams, he doesn't have the necessary skill set to be able to stop George Kittle consistently. Where I really think George Kittle could have a huge advantage in this game is in the goal in uh, the red zone, around the goal line. That's where Jamal Adams wants to peek to the run. He wants to get aggressive. He wants to blitz. Uh, and that's where George Kittle can find spots to be able to get open potentially the back of the end zone for touchdowns. Another area where this matchup is going to show up is the times that Kyle Shanahan decides to keep George Kittle in. There's going to be some occasions. It's few and far between compared to what it used to be. Now they count on Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk or others to help, and they kind of let George Kittle go out and be more of a receiving tight end. But there's going to be matchups where Jamal Adams is going to rush because if there's one thing Jamal Adams is really good at, it's putting pressure on the quarterback. When they blitz him, he's superb. He's also a good tackle in the run game. But that's where the matchup gets a little bit more interesting. In the passing game, it's advantage huge 49ers. In the run game, it's advantage 49ers, but it's an absolute battle. If George Kittle can exploit being able to get on the edge and getting to Jamal Adams before he's able to slash inside and make a tackle, uh, that's a big-time advantage 49ers. So uh, there's going to be pass rushes against Kittle as well from Jamal Adams. This is just one of those things. Get your popcorn ready. Let's see how these guys battle. Jamal Adams has been upset with the way people have been criticizing his play after that Thursday night matchup to the against the Dallas Cowboys. So he's going to be fired up and ready for this. And here comes George Kittle, the overall most efficient tight end in the entire NFL. To me, this is the matchup in the 49ers' advantage. George Kittle can take advantage of Jamal Adams and be very successful 
He's just he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he creates more separation, and he's got an absolute evil genius for an offensive coordinator that's going to scheme it up to get Kittle going. And if we just look at recent history, besides the last game against the Seattle Seahawks, George Kittle has absolutely exploded against the Seahawks. Uh, he has big games, he has big game potential, but we'll see. We'll see if this matchup ends up bearing big fruit for the 49ers. I think it will. George Kittle versus Jamal Adams is a matchup I believe the 49ers can take advantage of. Please like and subscribe to the video if you haven't already. If this is your first time, subscribe. I'm on the push for 5K. Appreciate that. Audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, available on all audio platforms, all the way from Spotify, Apple, Google Pods, iHeartRadio. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Leave a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. But let's talk another matchup. And this one could get even more interesting as the week progresses. You've got a situation where you've got Christian McCaffrey on Bobby Wagner. And I talked about this before the first matchup. Bobby Wagner getting matched up on Christian McCaffrey used to be a formidable matchup. When he was at his high point, when he was in his prime, Bobby Wagner could cover the best running backs. I mean, he was really superb. But we've seen him take a step back. When he was with the Rams, he could not stop McCaffrey. It didn't matter if McCaffrey was a Panther or a 49er. Bobby Wagner had no chance of stopping Christian McCaffrey in space. And let's be honest, as good as Fred Warner is in coverage, he struggles with Christian McCaffrey in space. All you have to do is go out to training camp. I was out there. I saw it every single day. Christian McCaffrey is just an absolute savage when it comes to setting up linebackers and creating separation. And let's be honest, those guys aren't used to covering running backs the caliber of McCaffrey. They're used to covering guys that route running is not second nature. Uh, route running is something they don't work on as much. McCaffrey, this guy could be a legit slot receiver in this league. It's just spectacular. But now you've got Bobby Wagner against Christian McCaffrey. This is a twofold advantage for the 49ers. Because the first off, McCaffrey has an advantage in the run game. Because Bobby Wagner has to focus on a lot of things. And Christian McCaffrey has been very good about breaking arm tackles. And that's as we've gotten longer in the, in the tooth for Bobby Wagner, there's been more and more arm tackles. But really where the advantage comes in just a dynamic way is in the passing game. Christian McCaffrey getting out there one-on-one with Bobby Wagner. And it really doesn't matter what route concept it is. That is a matchup that the Seattle Seahawks want to avoid like the plague. You don't want that matchup. Anytime you get a situation where McCaffrey's one-on-one with Bobby Wagner, the 49ers need to make that uh, number one priority because that's a mismatch. And if you use the bump motion to motion him out a little bit or you set him up just outside uh, the offensive tackle or tight end and you get him on a choice route, it's over. Wagner just doesn't have the capabilities to be able to cover McCaffrey in space. In fact, I'm not sure Seattle could roll with one of their safeties and cover Christian McCaffrey in space. So they go with Jamal Adams uh, and, and put Quadre Diggs on George Kittle? They could try. Could they go Diggs potentially on McCaffrey? They can try. Here's the problem. You take an extra defender off the field, you take a linebacker off, you put in an extra safety, it sounds good in theory. The problem is the first time you go focus all your attention on McCaffrey, here comes Debo in the run game. So you're going to get some of those unique matchups that benefit the San Francisco 49ers, and McCaffrey presents all kinds of problems. The way that Kyle Shanahan moves him from the backfield 
out in the space from lining him up out wide to lining him up in the slot to lining him up in the backfield to sending him in motion. All those things put pressure. In the first matchup, we saw him absolutely turn Jordan Brooks inside out. Now, Jordan Brooks is dealing with an MCL issue, uh, so I'm leaving him out of this entirely. I'm putting it on Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's going to have to handle it. And if it's not Jordan uh, Brooks, it's going to be Devin Bush. And I think that's a matchup issue. Christian McCaffrey will turn Devin Bush inside out. Devin Bush at one point in his career was pretty solid in coverage. But still, even then, McCaffrey's an issue. With the movement, the motion, the play actions, the fakes, Brock Purdy's accuracy, it's just a mismatch issue. So Bobby Wagner is going to struggle with Christian McCaffrey. This is a matchup the 49ers can exploit for sure against the Seattle Seahawks and the one that the Seattle Seahawks want to avoid the most. Wagner has helped them a little bit in run defense, uh, but definitely in pass defense, he is a liability against a team that employs McCaffrey. And let's be honest, Debo Samuel sometimes gets matched up on linebackers because he starts in the backfield really bad, right? Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey being interchangeable creates those opportunities. That's a bad situation for them. Speaking of Debo Samuel, one of the, one of the matchups that I love for the 49ers is Debo versus Michael Jackson. Uh, Jackson in the slot against Debo Samuel. And right now you've seen what Debo can do. He's one missed tackle away from just changing the game entirely. Uh, He's the game changer for the 49ers. Yeah, McCaffrey can do it as well. But nobody on this 49ers team is as explosive as Debo Samuel with the ball in his hands. But without the ball in his hands, Debo affects everybody as well. He gets all attention and all eyes on him. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a matchup that I like for the 49ers because of the physicality of Debo Samuel against Michael Jackson. And with all the attention that goes to McCaffrey, with all the attention that's going to go into stopping the 49ers run game, you're going to have an opportunity to get the ball to Debo Samuel. I think this would be a great week for the 49ers to run some RPO because those linebackers are going to want to engage to stop Christian McCaffrey. And the best at catching the RPO on the 49ers is Debo Samuel. He did this a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo. He had success uh, with it last year with Brock Purdy a little bit. Now this year, it's an advantage. That linebacker engages and comes in, in up near the line of scrimmage and boom, right behind it with the, a quick little toss from Brock Purdy and you have yourself a big play, especially when it's Debo because he's one tackle away. And the dynamic ability Debo displayed against the Philadelphia Eagles is definitely playing in Clint Hurt, the defensive coordinator for Seattle Seahawks mine, in Pete Carroll. They're going to look to limit Debo Samuel. The problem is, how do you do it without taking somebody out of position and not having them involved in the run defense? You can't. Plus, when you put Debo Samuel in the slot against Michael Jackson, that is an issue for the Seattle Seahawks. Like, I just don't know how you can go ahead and think that that is a good matchup for them. Now, they run a lot of zone, uh, so that could be beneficial for sure. You get the zone coverage going. They ran a lot of two high safety looks last time, which I was shocked. Last time the 49ers played the Seahawks, I was expecting them to do what the other guys had done, what the other teams that had beat the 49ers had been doing. Cleveland, Minnesota, uh, Cincinnati, single high safety, load the box, Brock Purdy go beat us. As soon as Debo came back, though, guess what? Two high safeties are back. They're worried about Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, right? all these guys in the passing game. And when that happens, that's when you're, you're in for a little bit of hurt. 
So you got Ayuk on the outside. You could put Christian McCaffrey somewhere. You can put Debo in the slot, put Jawan Jennings out wide, put George Kittle out wide. Just presents too many problems. So this is a matchup that I'm a huge fan of because all the while you're trying to figure out where Debo Samuel is going to start from, because he could start his route from, you know, in the slot, outside, in the backfield, going in motion, running an exit motion towards the sideline. You just don't know. And the way that he's able to catch screens, you have to be ready for that just in case. There's too many areas where he could be successful. My guess is Seattle's going to try to run some zone coverage on the 49ers and try to make it so they muddy it up a little bit for Brock Purdy. But Debo Samuel is a real problem for the secondary. And I probably could have thrown the entire secondary in there. Because when Debo gets the ball, nobody wants to tackle this guy when he's going full speed. He just snatches chains. He goes out there and he makes big plays. So to me, this is a situation where I'm looking for Debo to take advantage of Michael Jackson and take advantage of anyone they decide to put on him, especially if it's Diggs. And on the outside, if they want to put Tariq Woolen on him, uh, go for it. If you want to put Devon Witherspoon on him, go for it. That means more than likely Brandon Ayuk's finding some sort of coverage that the 49ers absolutely like. So Debo in the slot, I think, is a big mismatch. Debo in general is going to be difficult for Clint Hurt in this defense to figure out where he's going to be and where he starts from. Pressure from all areas. Uh, 49ers just got to keep moving people around, keep switching personnel groupings, and make it difficult. And the success came last time with Kyle Shanahan in 21 personnel and the Seattle Seahawks coming in and being with three safety look. 49ers were able to overpower them in the run game, and that was significant. 49ers being able to run the football is definitely going to be a key in this football game. Brent Williams versus Darrell Taylor and Boye Mafi. And the reason that I think this is a huge advantage for the 49ers to exploit is I don't even worry about the passing game. Brent Williams hasn't given up a sack since week 13 of 2022. Brent is just brilliant in pass protection. Uh, there's nobody as good as Trey Williams. He is the cream of the crop in the NFL. But the reason that I like this matchup is in the run game. Because when Trent Williams is healthy and he's moving, and when he was playing on Thanksgiving Day, that wasn't full speed Trent Williams. Against Philadelphia, we seen full speed Trent Williams. So he's back. And with that comes the ability to potential cre- potentially create some openings along the left side in the run game. And we know that's where Kyle Shannon and the 49ers like to execute their run game the best is on the left side behind Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. Well, the reason I like him against these edge defenders is because the 49ers can use him in a, in a couple of different ways. Number one, he can help on that edge defender and initiate a push that either George Kittle or Kyle Juszczyk can continue with, and then he can work up to second level. Or he can bypass that, let those two handle the edge defender, and he can get up to the second level. But the effect of Trent Williams being so good makes these guys give up ground initially. They can't let him lock on to them. They can't allow Trent Williams to get a push and get some movement. Plus, they're so excited about potentially speed rushing and getting some pressure off the outside, they take themselves out of some place, right? They fly upfield. Next thing you know, Trent Williams goes upfield, and they're sitting there, and they get trapped. One of those guys comes back and kicks them out and creates a huge void in the run game. And that's just Trey Williams in the run game. That's just the effect that he has. He makes it easier for everyone else. He makes it easier for Aaron Banks. He makes it easier for his edge players in the blocking. Uh, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Jawan Jennings. Trent Williams' effect is huge. And also, what he does against those two guys is he says, hey, 
you're going to have to come with a lot more to bring pressure off the left side. So because of that, you get really good play from Aaron Banks. Now that he's settled in and he's healthy, those two guys handle business. So then what Brock Purdy has is the front side is where he has to worry, right? Questions about Spencer Burford. Uh, you have John Feliciano, so there's no concern there. Both of those guys you feel comfortable with. At right tackle, you got Colton McKivitz. Now, now Brock Purdy, he knows where the pressure could come from. But also Kyle Shanahan knows where he needs to potentially give help. If you need to give help, you can go ahead and do it. And yes, they got some good edge rushers. They've got these guys, Darrell, uh, Darrell Taylor. They've got Boye Mafia. I mean, they're good. Uh, and they've got other guys that come behind them, right? They have Frank Clark, even though he wasn't active against the 49ers last time. But they also have some interior guys like Leonard Williams who could line up on the outside uh, or Draymond Jones. So those guys are potential guys that can put pressure. So it's definitely an interesting matchup, but I think it's one the 49ers exploit all day long. I love Trent Williams against Taylor and Moffey. I think that's an advantage 49ers on offense, both pass protection and run run offense. And let's be honest, the 49ers want to run the football again off the left side. That's where they're most successful, and it's also very beneficial for their passing game in the play-action game because now you can boot out to Brock Purdy's dominant arm in his right side. So he runs the, the play-action that way and comes out the other way. We've seen that be highly effective. We've also seen the counterplay that came from Debo be highly effective because Hassan Reddick was flying down the line of scrimmage, and they were expecting them to run left. Once you start marrying things together, everything looks the same. You come out the other side, you have success throwing the football. It's a perfect scenario for the 49ers. Effectiveness starts, though, with Trent Williams. They weren't as effective during their three-game losing streak. He got hurt, and he finished the Cleveland Browns game. But make no mistake, he was not the same player down the stretch in that game. He missed Minnesota. He missed Cincinnati. And that was huge for the 49ers. Once, they came, once Trent Williams came back, it's been a different ball game. It's been completely different on that offensive line. It eased up everything for everyone else, and I think he's going to dominate this matchup. And then my fifth and final matchup, I think the 49ers can really exploit. And, of course, just like always, the key matchups, like I've talked about, run game is going to be huge. But Brandon Ayuk versus Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon. Ayuk does not really care uh, for these guys and the way they were acting last time. He absolutely got fired up about how Witherspoon was acting like he could cover him. Brandon Ayuk took that personal. And with this attitude that the 49ers are displaying, the way that they're going out there and they're taking people on, he wants to dominate this matchup. Brandon Ayuk is motivated to make plays. And why shouldn't he be? He's an absolute mismatch problem. Yes, these two guys are big and they're physical. But you know who plays big and physical? Brandon Ayuk. Since he's gotten uh, more accustomed to the NFL game, he started creating separation with his arms. He started nudging people at the top of his route, creating separation at the top of his stem. He has been doing a really good job of playing a physical brand of football. Yes, these two corners are big. They're physical. They're fast. So is Brandon Ayuk. What Brandon Ayuk has over them, he's just a brilliant route runner. I mean, absolutely brilliant. There's not many wide receivers that run routes as good as Brandon Ayuk. Eddie's PFF's number one receiver in the NFC. He grades out to a 91 in a PFF grade. So Brandon Ayuk is having a tremendous season, and I think he wants to roll what happened in Philadelphia right into this one. It could be Ayuk time in this game versus Seattle. He's looking to make a statement, and these two young cats, 
yeah, they've been they've been playing pretty good in their career. But here comes a Brandon Ayuk. And remember, these guys might find themselves out on an island. I know they're running a two-deep zone, uh, but they like to bring one of those guys up into a lurk or a robber over the middle of the field, one of those safeties. They like to put these corners in a cover three. And if you're in a cover three, anything vertical, you're normally one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're not, the 49ers can make it that way. Because if you send George Kittle or Debo or Jawan Jennings, somebody up the seam, that safety has to hold, uh, especially once it gets vertical. And if he does, you've got one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. I'm taking Ayuk high-pointing the ball. I'm taking his ball skills. I'm taking his route running. I'm taking Brock Purdy's ability to be able to get him the ball in tight windows. To me, this is a real problem for Seattle. It's a pick-your-poison. We just basically talked about their secondary. Jamal Adams is going to struggle with George Kittle, right? Uh, Christian McCaffrey on Bobby Wagner, problem. You've got Debo Samuel against Michael Jackson in the slot. Not a good look. And now you've got Brandon Ayuk on the outside. We can keep going because Jawan Jennings presents some real matchup issues too. And Seattle, the way that they're playing it before, they might want to try to cover him with a safety. Not the way Jawan Jennings is playing right now. Be careful. Jawan is starting to level up his game. So I think this is going to be one of those really fun matchups. The four yards have a lot of advantages. And the whole time I'm talking about this, all I'm thinking is when I watched the All-22 film and I broke it down for Patreon back after the Thanksgiving game, Kyle Juszczyk was getting open. Kyle Juszczyk was finding some holes uh, because he was getting lost in the play action. Don't be surprised the juice get loose for a touchdown this week. I'm telling you. He gets ignored. He goes quiet. Nobody pays attention. Everyone's thinking Debo, McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, Jennings. You check. Saying, I think they might lose him. I think there's going to be some opportunities for you check in this game to get behind the defense, potentially create a big play. And why not? If he gets open, get him the football and, and let it happen. Juice is magical in those situations. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys for so much for coming through and talking 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it's going to be a great one. And these are the matchups I think the 49ers can exploit. Of course, there's all kinds of matchups, and we'll be getting into, the, into that in the week. During the week, we still have to go over the defensive matchups. The 49ers must win the game preview show. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. But we'll get into the, the key matchups the 49ers have. Uh, we'll get into some of the keys to victory. Wow, that's bold predictions. And, of course, pick the winner of the football game. Significant for both sides. 49ers need the win to keep pace with the Eagles. Potentially, Sunday night, they could ha be number one team in the NFC uh, if the Cowboys are able to defeat the Eagles. So it's a big week for the 49ers, and it's a big week for the Seattle Seahawks who are fighting for their absolute playoff lives. They lose this. They're not out of it mathematically, but it's very difficult for them to come back. They're sitting right now in the ninth spot. Uh, they're tie They're in a four-way tie with Minnesota, Green Bay, Los Angeles, and the Rams have a advantage over them. So right now they can't let any anything slip by. They can't hold anything back. They got to get after it. And the 49ers stand in their way. And the 49ers are playing for too much to let this one slip away. It's like Fred Warner said. He goes, "We're done talking about the Eagles. The Eagles game is over. It's time to focus on the Seahawks." You turn the page, and that's exactly what the 49ers plan to do in this football game. So. Uh, thanks for watching. Like and subscribe to the channel. Listen to audio platform. Thank you so much. 49ers Cutback on Believe. This episode of 49ers Cutback was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.
Lots of content coming your way, but until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.